Just a quick note on the audio for the intro of this episode, your girls had some audio issues. We were recording remotely and we only could use Zoom audio. So we appreciate your understanding. This is very rare, but we hope that you enjoy this episode with Katrina Scott. And as always, we appreciate your listenership. Welcome back and welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's Lindsay Simsick and Krista Williams. Yeah. Simchick. <laughs> the Sim chick of them all. <laughs> Williams is pretty easy. It's kind of nice whenever I explain my name. I'm like, Krista Williams. And then everyone knows how to spell it. It's like, I would love for you to super simp. Over explain Williams one day. Yeah. Will Williams, Krista Williams, but at least Justin's got an easy last name too. My my husband, his last name's Hall. So it's super easy, but it's kind of sad to give up your last name. It's like, I, was just I don't know. It's not a post, a post about that. How do you, how do you really, feel? yeah, I feel sad. I'm like, oh man, it's hard enough. <laughs> it's hard mm-hmm. enough to be a woman in these streets, but then mm-hmm. you have to give up that part of you, you know, that's like, oh, this is my family. This is my identity. It's kind of like the ultimate, I think getting married is almost like the identity shift of being a wife versus a girlfriend. But then there's also the identity shift of being Krista, a different last name when you've had your name your whole life. And of course, it's not like over-identification with your name, but there is like a potency to your name. And then with us, there's SEO to the name. I know, but I feel like there's flexibility here, like where people are either changing it legally, but then keeping it for the professional. And Yeah, that's true. But, but like, well, if I'm changing it legally, why, what's, that's like the last thing I'd want. You know what I mean? It's like, that's like the, the dumbest part for me is the legal part. You're like, it's like more, I changed it. I, I know it, I, I do. I literally am like, it's, it's done, <laughs> but it's just, and then you have to do all your credit cards and all of that legal stuff. But I was talking to our accountant and there are benefits to being married tax wise. So I was yes. like, Oh, okay. This is a whole, mm-hmm. this is a whole vibe. Totally. Someone in my family who's not changing their last name. Really? Okay. Yeah. I was going to say. And yeah, I, I just love hearing all different types of stories of people like, yes, I'm changing it. No, I'm not. Or I'm doing this and I'm kind of doing a workaround here. I'm like, okay. Cool. Yes. I love Do your thing. It is. Do your thing, honey. Love Do your thing. I was talking to Rosie Acosta, our friend who's on the pod in the next couple of weeks about her wedding and stuff. And it is one of those things where she's like wanting to do it super different, wanting to do it super them and just wanting it to feel like themselves. And I think when we've talked about weddings before, but it's like that sort of transition where it's making everything feel like more of you than doing just the norm of whatever people tell you to do, you know, but I'm the last Williams. (laughs) There's no more Williamses after me. (laughs) But your sister. Yeah, but I guess we, she, we are with both of us. I'm the youngest, but also there's no, there's no, if we lose the name, it's gone. I don't have any cousins or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Actually, same here. Same with yeah. my family. Yeah. Yeah, it is, a, it is an interesting thing. Wouldn't Simsick? J- Dylan would bring it on. I was like... <laughs> I, was, I was thinking of my dad's... I was thinking of my dad is the only boy in his family. So I don't even know. But yes, you are correct. But um, So your name lives on forever. Forever and ever. Forever and ever, amen. But thinking about like that, there's something, I don't know if it's energetically with like the father where you're like, oh, the name. 100. 
Yeah, there's something there that is unspoken that I probably will never talk to him about. Dude, a hundred. Oh yeah, of course. You're like, it, that's the funniest thing. You're like, God, I have this intimate feeling about my dad and the connection. And then you're like, and then your dad calls you're like, hey, <laughs> I know. How, how are you? And it's you're Lindsay, like, good, works good. It's Lindsay Legister. <laughs> yeah, literally. You're like, how are you? Good, works good. And then you're like, okay, bye. And they're like, okay, bye. There's the one of the, my favorite memes is like, that's like the guy talking to the mom and it's like, she's like, happy birthday, honey. I love you so much. And then, or it's the person saying to the mom, it's like, happy birthday, honey. I love, or happy birthday, mom. I love you so much. And the mom's like, thanks, honey. I love you so much. And then they're saying, happy birthday, dad. I love you so much. And the dad says, thanks. <laughs> and it's just like that feeling where your dad's like, thank you. <laughs> and you're like, okay, we're so trying to go deep. That has actually been something with my dad and his health issues. I've been really trying my best to figure out like, how can I communicate lovingly, openly? And how do you communicate with people that don't have the same communication process that you do or communication like emphasis? And I feel like our generation is just so we communicate all day on Zoom calls, on calls, on social media, we're writing, we're speaking, we're doing all these things. And some people actually are spending so much time on social media, they're actually not communicating. But I think in our life, we're communicating so much. And I'm like trying to figure out, I'm like, how can I get, what questions do I ask to facilitate a deeper conversation? What things can I ask to continue the conversation? And it's good to be in therapy because I'm learning a lot about that, where it's like, what does my therapist say to continue the discovery of what we're talking about and continue the non-judgment of what we're talking about and provide insight when necessary? And it's just such an interesting dance that I'm trying out with my parents where I'm like, you're my therapy clients. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so, so smart. Um, because oftentimes with the therapist, there is that like non, there's no charge to it. It's just yes. inquiry. And I think with family and with close friends, you can you can almost assume a charge because of the history. And with therapy, they don't, you know, they know things about you, but their their profession is to be kind of that neutral in that neutral place most of the time. So yeah, I think that's so, so smart. One time I I sat down with my dad for two hours on the phone because I was writing like a a script or I had the I had the like idea and plan to write the script, which maybe I'll do one day. But I wanted to know about his experience with his dad. And so it, it made me realize in doing that and how much he opened up was this idea of wanting to learn more about like their, their childhood, their young, totally. like those little questions of like, you know, what did you think? What did you think when you went to high school? Were you nervous? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, things like that, that kind of are pretty innocent, but then open them up to like personal stories or like even a little feeling where they're like, oh yeah, I actually felt that, you know, and yes, even though it's not going to come out in the way that like, you know, we're used to being so feely, but still it, it kind of puts a little map out there where you can kind of go a little bit, a little bit deeper. I know that stuff's heartbreaking. It's like, we like think that we know our family and our parents. And I'm like, I have no idea about you, actually. That's like the the plight of intimacy within family. It's like, because we're near each other for a, a prolonged period of time, you assume that you know them and you assume that you're you're intimate with them, but it's actually like that false sense of it, false sense of intimacy, where it's just time 
prompted, but it's actually like, I really don't know what you were like growing up. I actually don't know what your favorite color is. I actually don't know what, you know, you would love to do on your perfect day. I don't know what your dreams are. I don't know what your dreams were. You know, you don't really go in depth and in detail with family. And yeah, it's, it's something that for me I've tried and it actually makes me sad because I'm like, Oh, this is. It is not Maybe, void of sadness. It is yeah, that's biggest facts. Yeah. So it's, it's just real. depressing. So you're just like, hey, have you seen Harry Potter? <laughs> I'm just like, hey, have you seen uh, Peaky Blinders on Netflix? And then we're there like, yeah. It's like, yeah, that's dope, right? And you're like, yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, world is crazy. But yeah, it's, it's interesting because my grandpa in his old age, he's like 95. He's been way more open about that kind of stuff. Like he's actually been very, very... Like he even, he said very personal things um, in his life that have been very interesting to kind of explore and talk about. But of course, when someone gives me like a morsel of that, I take it and fucking like run with it. And I probably like make them uncomfortable because I'm like, oh my God, you know, let's go deep on this grandpa. Let's, I'm always like, okay, let's heal your inner child. Let's go through an exercise to like, you know, you kind of just need to let it be. But I just, I I also want to master, not master, but I also want to get really good at the scale of like, when someone says something hard to me, it's like, how can I be better in those situations? Because, you know, I had a friend uh, tell me about uh, their grandfather's passing the other day. And I was thinking about, and I, I was like the initial inclination is to be like, I'm so sorry, you know, that's hard or that sucks. And I didn't say that. And I was just like, I want to know how you feel first, because what if they feel really good about it and they passed in a really beautiful way and they feel like it was a really full life. And like, how often do we like put our own emotions and expectations and projections onto other people's emotions instead of allowing them to come to you first with how they're feeling and having it be like their emotion led instead of your like interpretation led, if that makes sense. Yes. Cause oftentimes the projecting of how we feel onto it is make you know it's not our intention to make it more about us but yeah it, it, it almost makes me when for sure time that i've done that make me feel more comfortable because i don't want to think oh shit should i have said should i have comforted them more should i you know but all of it i think having that uh it's like emotional stillness almost mm-hmm. you know where you just kind of allow for their experience to to take up a little bit more space so that you can like more fully understand and take in what you know how they're feeling and what happened but yeah i mean that's a that's a that's a practice yeah dude that's i know practice. i want to be better at like being like i don't know just like asking the right questions for things and especially when people share hard things in the membership or in our community calls or anything like that i'm like how can i be better at navigating this in like a way where I'm not matching energy, where I'm not like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You know, when you're like sad or you kind of just match their energy. So that's like my new, my new plight. But yeah. And speaking of, you know, going deep and being really honest and being really intimate, today's conversation with Katrina feels just like that. And I think I explained this, but I'll never forget when we were at Pop Sugar and 
she was her first event without the babe there, her daughter there. And she was like really emotional, you know, and she was just really in her feels. And I was so like taken aback. I was like, wow, that's like the most open-hearted I've ever seen someone like in that way in public. And she was just really letting herself feel the feeling of being away from her daughter for the first time at an event for work and feeling like now she's really struggling and juggling motherhood and founderhood and public figurehood. And I'm never ceased to amaze. I'm never ceased to be amazed by Karina and Katrina's honesty and truth and transparency and realness. You know, we've hung out with them many times on their own and they are just like, dude, they're the best. It is so true. And, you know, at another level, but similarly, you know, having a community and being um, in the public eye. Yeah. uh, It is not as easy you know, at times, especially if you're going through some really hard personal things um, to navigate that and remain, yeah, remain in in your experience and and share in a way that is truly honest, you know, because um, there's just constant feedback. There's, it's just like a very warped experience to be you know, in Katrina's case with what she shared on the podcast today, you know, um, mourning a loss, um, she lost a pregnancy and, you know, the internet can't, isn't always like a very, you know, Mm -hmm. supportive place. And so like to kind of have that, an echo chamber of sorts be a possibility where there's just like things being said it is a scary thing to just, you know, be as open and honest and open-hearted as she is, but she's done it in such a, so consistently and so admirably. Like I definitely look up to both of them when I think about, okay, you know, if I'm going to share something that's more personal and, and harder to share, like they are people that I, that I look to. But, um, yeah, I, I felt like this conversation was, um, yeah, just her in real time. And it was really mm-hmm. beautiful. And it, uh, yeah, it was, it was a moment in time she's, you know, announced her pregnancy now. So she is pregnant. And um, this was just before she announced. So she was, you know, not feeling amazing first trimester, but um, was just so, so generous with, you know, sharing exactly what she was going through, you know, the highs and Mm -hmm. the lows. And yeah, I felt, I felt really grateful and lucky to be able to meet her at that point. Yeah. Katrina Scott is one of the founders of Tone It Up. So Karina Dawn is her best friend and they both founded Tone It Up, which is a huge, you know, global fitness and wellness brand. They grew it on their own from being on Bravo for a season for their show. And now they have books and DVDs. They have an app. They have their community, which are women all over the world, the TIU community. And they've just really been one of like the people that spearheaded fitness and the importance of community and the importance of like, yeah, I mean, they're like the leaders in the space and the one of the OGs of creating apps, of creating videos, of creating community, of doing this. And so I'm really grateful for them being like great female founder examples. Katrina now has Live Beautifully as well, which is her website. She has her blog. She loves interior design. And then the podcast that she does, which we are also on, which is so exciting. So we did like a little pod swap moment. So you can listen to us on her podcast, Live Beautifully as well. Yeah, I think y'all are going to love this one and make sure if you share it anywhere, definitely um, 
Ty, Katrina, I know she loves to hear from all of you. I feel like our audiences are uh, very alike and probably overlap a ton, but um, thank you, Katrina. We love you. Thank you for uh, coming to see us in person as well. It's always so good to hang. Um, and thank you all for just being here and supporting the show. You can do so by subscribing to Almost 30 and then checking out almost30.com. We have a ton of ways in which you can just learn more about the mission and become involved and allow us to support you more. We have programs, we have our membership, uh, we have a beautiful blog that is super, super valuable. Um, and make sure you follow us on Instagram at almost30podcast. Yes. Welcome to the show. If you're new, welcome. If you're from the TIU community, we love you so much. We have actually another episode with both Karina and Katrina. You can listen and dig into. It was the first podcast interview they ever did. So if you search Katrina Almost 30, you will find it um, on Apple Podcasts and then we'll have it in the show notes as well. We're so grateful for your time and attention. You know, It doesn't get past Lindsay and I that you choose us as your podcast go-to. It means the world. And we're so grateful for our community. We will see you on the other side. See you soon. We'll be back in just a moment. But first, we want to share a little bit about the sponsors who support this episode. I think we're all hip to the idea and the science behind a healthy gut microbiome. It's crucial for a healthy life not just diet and exercise, a healthy gut microbiome. I'm excited to introduce you to Pendulum Therapeutics. This is the first and only biotech company to both isolate an important beneficial bacteria strain and put that strain into a probiotic capsule. That capsule... Pendulum Acromancia can help manage your gut health. Okay, so as we age, we lose Acromancia in our gut microbiome. So taking this particular supplement from Pendulum will help you to replace what you've lost. I've noticed that when my gut microbiome is out of whack, my skin starts to act up. Um, I can be low in energy, brain fog, fatigue, my mood is disrupted. It wreaks havoc. Pendulum Acromancia also contains a prebiotic to help feed the Acromancia so it can thrive in your gut and get right to work. Um, it's formulated and bottled in the US with the highest safety and quality standards. That's really, really important to us. Um, and it is backed by a team of scientists, doctors, and innovators. They were the first to isolate Acromancia eucinophilia. Yes, I pronounced it right. <laughs> How incredible. So take care of your long-term health. Get the probiotic rooted in the latest microbiome science from Pendulum. Visit PendulumLife.com and use the code ALMOST30 for 20% off your purchase. That's P-E-N-D-U-L-U-M-L-I-F-E.com. Use the promo code ALMOST30. You're going to get 20% off. Code ALMOST30 at PendulumLife.com. Who's someone on our team that, or who was I, who do I know? Maybe they've always said how hard you work. They're like, dude, she doesn't sleep. She literally works so hard. <laughs> yeah. I sleep more now. <laughs> really? I have to now that yes. I'm a mom. Like, yes. I didn't know. Looking back at from like 21, actually, even in college, I worked really, really hard. I can't believe what I pulled off, like between like social life and work and internships and everything. I I don't know how I did it, but up until about 35 years old, I I don't know how I went that fast. 
but now I really value my sleep mm-hmm. and my alone time. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I have to address the elephant in the room. So like Lacey, my mm-hmm. assistant is here. Yes. And like, I feel like I'll reference her a lot. She's so, like, the elephant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's she going to drop? And you're like, I have an assistant. It's like, okay. Yay. <laughs> I finally have a brain assistant, but like she'll walk in and like, it'll be like 11 o'clock. And I actually had her start coming over at 11 because like nine was like yes. way too early for me mm-hmm. after like getting a child out for uh, preschool and everything. And she'll just like open my door and I'm like in my room in the dark. She's like, oh, okay. So this, this is how today's going to go. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I just need some darkness today. Yes. I need mm-hmm. shade. You need like no sense, um, like no sensory. Y- yeah. No yeah. sensory. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, and I think now being a mom, I appreciate peace and quiet so much more than I did before. I think I used to thrive and gain my energy from energy. I needed to be in the office around, you know, our 40 employees to be able to like thrive. Mm -hmm. And now I really need alone time to like think thoroughly through anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Well, I think, yeah, I feel like that's the natural, natural progression. And especially just as you kind of evolve into, I mean, you're still building businesses and brands, but it's like there is just a different essence when you've become a mom, you've like poured yourself into your family that I think you take your gas off or your foot off the pedal just a little Mm -hmm. bit so that you're able to actually enjoy like Mm -hmm. what you've built. But yeah, have you ever felt like that any like shame in wanting those days where you're just in like a dark room Mm -hmm. and you're not doing anything? Like, have you battled kind of that inner critic around being not productive? I don't remember. (laughs) 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 I'm sure I've had moments where I'm like, oh, I should be working really hard right now, but I've worked really hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm like, I need the day. Yeah, the answer I wanted. And so (laughs) I, I think maybe before I would have felt guilty, but... Now, I don't think that you should have any guilt around taking care of you or your family. I felt guilty in the reverse where I'm not with my family and I'm working too hard like I used to. And I'm like, I feel like I haven't seen my daughter in like 48 hours. Because like if I'm on a trip or something Mm -hmm. and not being able to like be there Mm -hmm. and kids change so fast that I realize how fast time goes. I didn't realize how precious time was until like, your child is so different two weeks later mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's saying completely different things. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like I'm aging so much faster and then I really appreciate age now. Mm-hmm. Like I love, I can't wait to like, well, I can wait. <laughs> I want to grow old. That'd be such a blessing and to be able to like see our family mm-hmm. grow old also and mm-hmm. be a grandmother. Yes. So I don't know. You know, it's yeah. interesting. I was thinking about at Pop Sugar. Do you remember Pop Sugar? Yeah. So we were at Pop Sugar in New York. It was maybe two years ago. But yeah, it was, it was, the babe was young and you were like, I remember you were so upset because you were away from your daughter. Yeah. I think that was my first trip. Yes. It was your first trip away from your daughter and you were sitting in front of hair and makeup. We were like on the other side of you. And I just was like, I remember saying to Lindsay after, I was like, whoa, I have not felt that kind of open heart in so long. There was like this like femininity that like I have not, I don't experience a lot. It was like such a, raw, open heart. Like, it was crazy. I literally was like, whoa, that was a crazy experience because it was so true to you. 
-hmm. was so meaningful. And you were just fully in the feeling, like fully allowing yourself to feel this feeling of mourning, not being with your daughter. And I was like, it really blew me away. Mm -hmm. Wow. I didn't remember that either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally, like just another day. What do you say for for moms that are doing more than one thing, that are working, that have their lives and their their kids? Like, how do you? Not like you have the perfect balance, but what is a way that you felt good about how you show up as a as a wife, as a mom, as a business owner? Yeah. Well, I so I do remember actually being like like not like I think it was just like sad and I felt really disconnected yes. mm-hmm. on that trip I was like this is my first time is she okay and mm-hmm. you know Brian's at home on his own with her and you know just all the things but I I don't think that there's such thing as balance you know and people talk about like harmony of course and all these things but I think self-forgiveness and grace and then knowing I talk about this a lot is like you can do everything but not all at once and so I'm not going to be running as fast as I was at one point as an entrepreneur, and that's okay. And then everything that can happen will happen in time. I'm not going to be able to achieve in the next decade what I've done in the last decade, and that's okay too. Like, what? what's the point? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. being able to be at home with family, I just, I think that, you know, if if tomorrow I woke up and I said, I'm going to be a full-time mom, then I think that that would be okay and that would be amazing. And I think that a lot of women would understand and they would say, you go for it. And I have I feel like I've contributed so much to the world and like so much for my own personal goals and everybody that I, I hope that that would be amazing. And then, so I think day to day, you can decide what you want and what you don't want. And I think that everyone around you will honor that, especially if they care about you. And so I've had my days where I'm like, today I'm gonna be making cute fruit platters for my daughter's classroom and I'm going to pick her up early from school and do all the fun things with her and I'm not going to open my email and that's okay. And I think that that's just the place that you can get to of that self-forgiveness and grace. Mm -hmm. And I would love nothing more than to be able to do one thing amazing. But I know that I just have like a calling and other things. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's just like self-forgiveness and grace all the time. Yes. Yeah. The calling in different things, like how, how do you connect with that feeling and connect with that? Like just paying that maybe you want to start a new creative project or take time away. Like have you always been really in touch with that part of you that knows, or have you had to kind of like strengthen that over time? Mm -hmm. I have always felt a huge calling to health, fitness, wellness, and then also helping women feel beautiful and also encouraging them to live fully mm-hmm. and fulfilled and feel worthy. And mm-hmm. and it, it's so much more beyond fitness. It's really everything as a whole. And so whether it's my neighbor, a best girlfriend, or someone in a community or someone that I meet online. It could be anybody. I just want everyone to feel amazing. Mm-hmm. And that calling in me is just through my personal journey. So that that inside of me comes from growing up and not feeling good enough and mm-hmm. wanting more for myself and wanting to feel worthy. Mm-hmm. And so now that I feel really good, I want to pay it forward to everybody. Mm-hmm. And that calling could be and end up being in a business course to help someone start their brand. It could be a workout program to help them find themselves 
and be confident in their body. It, it's, it's a lot of different things. Every day I wake up with a new idea. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I could do that. <laughs> or I couldn't. I'll just go to the park. Yes. <laughs> Make that free platter. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you know, you've been with Tone It Up. Like Tone It Up is so much a part of your identity. Mm-hmm. And then you launch the podcast, you launch your own brand, Mm -hmm. you know, or like your own brand sort of came to the surface. What has that been like? And have you felt like a resistance to, to starting those new endeavors and to really stepping into this new version of you? Yeah. So I think it's hard for, for anybody that if they follow you for something, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay, this is actually a really good comparison. I've never done this before. (laughs) I'm sure other people have, but Rachel Mm -hmm. from Friends, Mm -hmm. how can you possibly see Jennifer Aniston as anything else. It's mm-hmm. so true. Mm-hmm. And I've it's about hard. That. I see her as smart water. <laughs> I, see I see her as a vino. Vino, I was say vino. I actually see her as smart water. No, but, it, but in every and now, other vital TV show or movie, you see yeah. her as Rachel from Friends. And then her and Brad. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's haunting her in her entire life. Yeah. And although it's the best thing that she's ever done, she's allowed to have her own identity as Jennifer Aniston. She's mm-hmm. allowed to do other things in her career that she's really proud of. Not, And it doesn't take away from her experience on Friends. And she's allowed to be different and have different viewpoints and play new character on the morning show. Mm-hmm. And so I think <clears throat> it's up to the community that follows her and the fans and people that love her to honor those new chapters and not ask her but what about this? Because mm-hmm. it's not like those things don't exist to her. Mm-hmm. Totally. And it's not that that's not a big part of her identity. And so <laughs> that's the only comparison that I can come up with. It makes perfect sense. Just, yeah. Because I also, I say this because I see her as Rachel from Friends. Mm-hmm. So the only reason why I'm using that comparison is because I remember the cover of OK Magazine of her and Brad. Like mm-hmm. I, so I completely <laughs> get it. Did he have a hat on? <laughs> or like, a, like a, oh, I know what you're talking about, like the little beret thing, yeah, the little weird was, paper boy thing. That was another I think one. That was different. Yes. <laughs> I think that's another one. I have that also cataloged in my brain. And so I think it's really cool what she's done. And I think for Tone It Up, Karina and I are individuals. We are K and K, but we're also really unique, and we're our own people, and we have our own passions, and we're not the same people that we were ten years ago. We are in a certain way. We have the same exact heart. Mm-hmm. We have the same mm-hmm. body that we're living in. And we have that same friendship and bond. But it's really hard to say, oh, I'm going to do this now. Without, like, my biggest fear is that identity of where someone says, but you're only toned it up. Mm-hmm. And I, I have gotten that feedback. I would say it's like 1% where when I announced that I was doing a podcast, because I have that calling, Mm -hmm. I really want to talk to women. I really want to share amazing stories from other women with women. And I announced it and someone said, just stick to fitness. Mm. And then underneath that was, yeah, I don't know what she's doing. Mm. And then the the next person that replied, you know, said, yeah, what does she think that she's doing? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, it it was the whole conversation and I read it and it, and it hurt. Mm -hmm. Like how can how can reading that not get to you and then you start thinking, oh, I, I should just stick to squats, mm-hmm. right? I'm not anything beyond this. That's mm-hmm. my only thing. And, you know, should Jennifer Aniston have just stopped at Friends and just mm-hmm. did nothing else the rest of her life because mm-hmm. she wasn't worthy of anything else. Mm-hmm. And so 
doing anything on your own, whether it's outside, going back to motherhood, like moms are allowed to be something else other than just being a mom. Mm-hmm. And it's not just being a mom. Like being a mom mm-hmm. is like the best role I've ever had, the biggest role I've ever had. And Brian actually, last night we did a date night. He's like, what's your most favorite part about being a mom? Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And I said, it is the biggest responsibility I've ever had. And that's my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Like knowing that I have the greatest impact on someone of just being a nice human, like raising a nice human. When she gives someone a kiss on the hand or on the cheek, (laughs) I'm like, yes, I did a good job. And so all women, you're not stuck. You don't have to just be one thing. If you feel the pressure from everyone around you to be that same person and you are so afraid to say, hey, I have this new passion or I have this new thing that I want to pursue or I've been thinking about this, that fear of what people will say because they will say it. Mm-hmm. I got it too. That I literally, if anyone is getting any feedback like that, just you can text me. I have a text phone number. <laughs> <laughs> and I will let you know that you are allowed to pursue anything that you want. You're allowed to try. If you don't try something new, you have no idea if you like something. And so am I just fitness? No, but it's who I am at the core. And I love that part about me but I also love branding. Mm -hmm. I love being a mom. I love arts and crafts. Mm -hmm. Like I love so many. Mm -hmm. And and equally to fitness, but I decided in college to do art classes as my minor or actually not even my minor. (laughs) (laughs) That was a lie. (laughs) My my art teachers were like, you need to take a couple more courses. But like I chose a couple business courses. I like sprinkled it through. And so I would call it more like a secondary concentration, but like I, I chose fitness, but I could have gone the other way. Mm-hmm. And then what if I was only known for that? Mm-hmm. But I, so yeah, I could huge. talk about identity forever. Yeah, it's huge. And I also mean, the projection. Yes, I'm 100%. But I'm sure every single woman wants to be known for, and we talked about this recently, you have the multidimensionality of who we are. Mm-hmm. And so to see you actually stepping into other parts of who you are and showing a different like side of the diamond, people are like, I think the the core feeling is, man, I wish I could do that. You know, but it comes out as, what is she doing? You know, mm-hmm. but you've been such an example for your audience in that and letting mm-hmm. both you and Karina, letting yourselves evolve and be who you are and, express how you want to express. And and that's true friendship and like true relationship, you know, isn't holding the other person back to being the same person to, you know, doing the same thing forever because we change so much. Like mm-hmm. the only, you know, constant is change in life. So just allowing that to be and surrendering is so important. But I'm sure it was hard, you know, at first to do the podcast and sort of be like, okay, now I'm going to, have my voice heard and I'm going to have my opinion heard because you're very heard, but it's different. It's like a different type of energy when it's just you. It's kind of just speaking to the heart of things rather than specific, like a specific area. Did you find yourself with imposter syndrome with it? I, yes, a hundred percent. I have never suffered from imposter syndrome with fitness Mm -hmm. because I, I could go live on Instagram right now and just talk about metabolism, form of fitness, your body, anatomy, anything. And I would love every second of it. 
if I had to go live right now on a mic and just record a 40 minute podcast and just with a complete audience and like, I, I have a hard time. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just something new. And I felt that way when I first started doing workout videos. There's videos of me on YouTube when I first started and I was reading from a piece of paper because I was too nervous. I couldn't even remember it. And I was like, now we're going to do a lunge. <laughs> and you could tell that I was reading from it and I wouldn't even look at the camera. Mm. And so I have to remember, not. it's not that that wasn't meant for me. It was just new. So even though I'm 38, this is new for me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm still that scared looking at a piece of paper, reading off mm. of it, thinking, oh my gosh, what am I doing? It doesn't mean that I don't have something great that I want to say. It's just it's just new. Right now, my, my podcast studio is in my closet. And so it's just different than what I've experienced in the past. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So I've had imposter syndrome and oh my gosh, this is mm-hmm. way I'm in over my head. Mm-hmm. Even the setup that you, you have right now. Like I, I need all this equipment. That's because, how we felt when we went yeah. into Tone It Up for our interview together, went Aww. into the office in Manhattan Beach. And it was such... A moment for us. Yes. You guys were were shooting skinny dipped almonds. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you were shooting a brand deal. Me too. And you were like, we'll be in in a second. And you were like shooting brand deal. Me and Lindsay like, we need this. Mm -hmm. We need just like a photographer to come in, kitchen, Uh shoot it. We're done. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for real. We hope you're enjoying this conversation. We're going to take a few moments to share brands with you that we love and who support this show. I'm pretty serious about keeping somewhat of a routine when I'm traveling. I'm currently in LA. I'm here for about two weeks with Krista. We're doing all things almost 30. And one of the staples in my morning routine has always been and will continue to be drinking Athletic Greens. So this is the first thing that I put in my belly every single morning. I have my travel packs with me. And this is just really filling the gaps, filling the gaps in nutrients that I need, we need every single day. So if you don't know, AG1 by Athletic Greens. This is the category leading superfood product that brings comprehensive and convenient daily nutrition to everybody. So this is one scoop every single day. I mix it in cold water and it dissolves beautifully and it tastes really, really good. I get the question all the time. Does it taste really good? Like it doesn't taste good. Yes. Yes, it does. I've gotten my mom on it. I've gotten Sean on it. Um, It contains 75 vitamins and minerals and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, greens, superfood blend, and more. And again, this is one scoop in water once a day. I love it. It makes my digestion run smoothly. I have more energy. My skin is looking awesome. So I highly recommend. And right now, AG is giving our listeners, get this, a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. This is my favorite thing. I bring them with me everywhere I go. So with your first purchase, if you visit athleticgreens.com slash almost 30 right now, right now you will get a year supply of vitamin D, free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. Again, athleticgreens.com slash almost 30. Okay. So true story. Shauna and I will text each other sometime and be like, did you look at your true bill? We are really obsessed with this app. Krista is too. We are on a tip, uh, really monitoring our money. We are monitoring our subscriptions that we subscribe to. Y'all out there, I know you subscribe to a lot of things and we can lose track. And 
it's hard to cancel them sometimes. Uh, Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. It's unbelievable. I didn't realize I was subscribed to like five different things. I was like, whoa, that's literally $20 a pop every single month. It was actually shocking. And so I'm just so thankful that I'm able to really see things now. So basically making subscriptions easier to cancel. You can do it in the app. It's phenomenal. You just need to know your uh, login info. I swear to you, I have more ease, more peace, more confidence around my money when I'm able to see (laughs) what's happening. So many things are automated now and I just love the visibility. So I'm really, really excited for you to download this app. Do not fall for subscription scams. Be aware and in control of the money going in and out and what you are subscribed to. You can start canceling those subscriptions and managing them today at truebill.com slash almost 30, T-R-U-E. E-B-I-L-L dot com slash almost 30. It could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Truebill.com slash almost 30 to download the app today. How do you and Karina support each other mm-hmm. through kind of these moments of starting your own brands, yeah. of, of feeling really uncomfortable starting something new? Like what does that support look like as friends? Well, we talk every day. Mm-hmm. We're not like blasting it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So people are like, why don't you talk anymore? And we're like, we, we do. It's, it's actually like real talk. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's not like Instagram talk. We're like, oh darn, we forgot to take a selfie last yeah. night when we were just <laughs> drinking wine and talking <laughs> till 11 p.m. So just really just saying like, you've got this mm-hmm. and letting each other know that we're proud. And it's also an unspoken thing. It's like a sisterhood where mm-hmm. we don't really have to say much. We just say... Oh, this is this is what I'm doing today, and we say, you know, you can do this. And through all, whether it's career or personal, yep. you know, cheering each other on through the really tough times. Mm-hmm. And I know that the two of us are just what we've done together is so magical. I could cry, mm-hmm. and I'm just really, really grateful. I'm really fucking proud of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really cool to see us blossom, and then always still be there for each other. I think mm. it's really cool and it's very unique. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Yeah. I was just thinking when you're talking, I'm like, it's just, it's crazy what you guys have done. Mm. It's just not a lot of people can make it as far as you guys have made it. And you're so smart and you're so just like incredible. So I guess my question is like, you're very, you're, you guys are both so kind and sweet mm-hmm. and genuine. And I just think about the business you built and how big it is how many people are at your company, how many different players there are. Like, have you ever felt like that's impacted your business? Because from a stereotypical perspective, you think that someone that's made it as far as you have wouldn't be as nice. Mm. It's just like the the kindness and the generosity that you have. So within building business, like has it been hard being like someone that's a feeler, someone that's an empath to, to make it as far as you have and reach so many people? That has probably been the biggest hurdle, I would say, in a pretty cutthroat business. The Mm -hmm. the fitness and nutrition and supplements business is crazy and it's owned by men. Mm -hmm. Not, I'm not male bashing. I'm not going to get into that, but Mm -hmm. it is run by billion dollar companies by a lot of suits. And to be two really nice girls, and Mm -hmm. I think they were really nice too, Mm -hmm. so thanks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And to come in 
we we have been able to insert ourselves and I'm really grateful for the opportunities that we've received. It's actually a lot of women um, in the Tone It Up community that have opened those doors for mm-hmm. us. It was a Tone It Up member at Target that opened that door for us. Wow. And wow. was like, hey, hey, I love your products. You should you should meet with this team and this, these are the people you need to meet with. And we should we should be on the shelves. And they take ownership. Like we should be on the shelves. Like our community is part of this with us. Mm-hmm. And so I think any any opportunity that we've actually had is because of a woman in the community. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really cool. And so being kind, I know that as women, we might feel like we have to toughen up. And I actually read a book. Oh my gosh. I don't read many books, but <laughs> I did read you one that was like, here, you know? how to be like mentally hard or tough. Oh my gosh. I don't know what it was. It obviously wasn't memorable. And I uploaded that I was reading it because I felt at that time that I had to like really toughen yes. up because mm-hmm. of everything that we were trying to achieve. And I've never received so many messages of don't change. And it was so true where I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, throw this out. <laughs> like, yes. you do not need to be anything other than yourself. And if you feel like you have to change yourself in a boardroom, in an office, mm-hmm. it is not meant for you. Mm-hmm. And yes, there will be certain situations where you got to stick up for yourself. And maybe you have to be more assertive than you have been in the past, but you can still be your authentic self. And I know authenticity is thrown around, but really, truly just be you. And if it doesn't work out, it worked out for you. Mm-hmm. The things that we thought that we've wanted before, and if it didn't work out, we're like, thank goodness that didn't work because we would have had to change who we were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I also feel like you two, I feel like we are similar in that way. Like something needs to change in like the quote business world where Mm -hmm. there is... I feel like we're similar. Something needs to change. I mean, you are at a whole other level and I feel like something's got to give in the way that things have been done for a long, long time, Mm -hmm. whether it's the more of the masculine or men running certain industries or expecting certain things or certain ways for it to be done. But it's like, why Why is kindness seen as a weakness? Why, you know, all mm-hmm. of these things that really don't yeah. make sense to our conscience. Yep. And so I actually really, I really respect you both for not changing and being true to who you are because I think that says so much more for how business is done down the road. The things that are changing that is amazing is I think that more women are actually running these funds that mm-hmm. help women and female founded companies. And there's someone that I think that you would love talking to. Her name's Arlen Hamilton and she has her company's backstage capital. I've been at her doorstep in tears and she's picked me up. Wow. She has she just has a way of saying be yourself. And you can do this. Mm -hmm. And so I do think that there's going to be a shift and it's starting. And it's starting with women like her. Mm -hmm. And it's saying, hey, where this wasn't a space for women to play, now it is. And it's really, really nice Mm -hmm. to see. Yeah, I felt like in our community too, it's been almost 30 people that have supported us the most, whether they work at brands that are our partners or whether they've just helped us in any way. And it really is like... You're the ripple effect of creating this community that is supportive and is 
understanding of your values, an understanding of the way that you operate. And I do feel like the change is going to happen with women supporting other women's businesses, whether it's, you know, her giving you advice or supporting you in the capital front or whether it's just us supporting one another. It's like, we don't want it to be that way forever where women are just supporting each other in a silo. But I really do think that's kind of where it starts. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about motherhood and kind of the journey you've been on. You know, mm-hmm. I know you had Sports Illustrated, which was so incredible. So I'd love to talk a little bit about like how that came up and then the process with your fertility journey mm-hmm. alongside of it. All incredible journeys, however they have looked. I feel like I was already a mom before I became a mom because our businesses are a baby, yeah. right? And so I think my husband and I, uh, met when we were 19 and 20 and we really wanted a family. We actually said, if we have a little girl one day, let's name her uh, Isabel Margaret after both of our grandmothers. So we we were already manifesting and mm-hmm. thinking about starting a family. Oh my gosh, how long have I been with him? Oh shoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was about to say 15 years, but I think it's been 18. 18. Yeah. yeah. 18. Oops. And I actually maybe were 19. So I'm like trying to do math, but... We, you know, he does product development for Tone It Up. So any of our products, which has really helped this ship sail. He's brilliant. He did, you know, like the young inventors growing up. He invents things. He just didn't, we have our first patent product at Tone It Up. It's a squat band. The only squat brand ever to actually add resistance to your squat wow. in a proper way. Wow. So shout out to a little Briscoe which L.O. Briscoe on Instagram stands for Ladies Love Brian Scott. No way! <laughs> Frick. Oh, it wow. was his screen name when I first met him. And I was like, wait. what is your... So AOL screen name, it's hilarious. I was like, I really, really want a family. And so, of course, we graduated college and then we moved to California together. And our mission was tone it up. And that was a good, you know, I think 10 years before we were... It's not that we weren't ready to be parents, I have this thing where I really have to feel like I can be 100% something before I do it. And I didn't think that I would be a good mom in my eyes if I was working every night and every weekend. And thinking back, I probably could have worked it out. You know, we can be 100% mom and still be working. I'm thinking about Bella right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know she's okay at school. That doesn't mean that I'm not. I'm, I'm a mother right now. And mm-hmm. so that was probably something that... We could have done differently, but then we wouldn't have our daughter. I wouldn't have that perspective now. So I think that being ready, 100% ready for something isn't ever the how it's going to be. So we had our daughter and everything was great. Such a blissful pregnancy, like the announcement, the heartbeat. The only thing that we had was preeclampsia. So I got induced, like everything else was like smooth sailing. And then we got pregnant a second time, announced our family, took announcement photos, and we went in and there there was no heartbeat. And so I had my very first DNC. And that was like, I don't know. I mean, this is super dark and triggering. So if you need to skip 15 seconds, you totally can. Just a warning right now. And it's triggering for me to talk about it. But, you know, carrying around a baby without a heartbeat Mm -hmm. for a week was the darkest week of my life. Mm. It felt like a year. Mm -hmm. And I I was doing things thinking I could bring it back to life. Like that's how dark it was. Mm -hmm. And I was still eating foods. Like I wasn't eating sushi because I was like, oh, I can't because I'm pregnant. Like thinking like it was like just super, super strange. So I could talk about that. I could talk about that one week week for hours because it was hard. I actually recorded a video for women that are going through that, that 
if anyone is listening and wants to see that video, I recorded at like 2 a.m. and I send it to women that are going through that time. So, and you probably hear it in my voice, like how it's just, I can't believe that women go through that. Mm-hmm. One in four pregnancies are lost. So it's common. And I didn't realize how common it was until I was in it. And then we went through our DNC and then we tried again a few times. And then when we finally got pregnant again, same thing. This time we knew the sex. It was a boy and he wasn't growing, but he had a heartbeat, he had a strong heartbeat, but then he w- really wasn't progressing. And so almost a three months this time, we we also, we lost his heartbeat at another appointment. It was just kind of like, how is this happening again? I was like, whoa, okay, this is, this is actually, I left without a tear in my eye. Mm. I was like, you, the first time was traumatizing. So obviously it was traumatizing again, but it was a totally different type of pain. It was like, of course this happened. Why is this happening to me? Woe is me. It's never going to happen for us. It was this place of like anger. And I went home and I was like so upset. And of course I did end up crying many times, but that initial, it wasn't like shock. It was, oh, of course, like, of course this wouldn't work out. And so that was a totally different type of grief. And then we went through a DNC again. Brian couldn't come in the hospital because it was during COVID. You know, I couldn't be with my mom and things like that. And so we tried again. It's a DNC. Oh, so instead of miscarrying at home, the first time I waited around to miscarry, and that's why it was so morbid, just waiting for it to happen naturally. A a missed miscarriage is where you don't know you're miscarrying, but you go in for an appointment and you don't see a heartbeat or something, like something's going wrong. And so that second time, you know, I was in disbelief. I went back to the doctors and like check for the heartbeat. Even when I went to the hospital, I had them check too, because I was just still thinking, mm-hmm. if he had a heartbeat once, like maybe, maybe it just yeah. went on pause. And I can't, it's like super strange thinking even where my mind was then. But so the DNC is surprisingly peaceful because they put you to sleep and mm-hmm. you wake up and mm-hmm. that's it. So miscarrying at home is different. I did not miscarry at home and I, a lot of my girlfriends have, and it's a completely different experience, but it's the same pain, and same grief. So anyway, and then we tried again and that was only, it was less than a month. So it's called the chemical pregnancy. You end up getting your period even after a positive test. And so that was just the embryo didn't um, implant. And that's, I, I was like, you know, maybe we waited too long. I started blaming myself. Mm-hmm you know, it's because we waited and now I'm, now I'm too old and all mm-hmm. these things. And then we said, okay, well, let's contact a fertility specialist and see what's actually going on. And we, you know, tested everything about, we did do testing on the second DNC and because it was an embryo health issue, our doctor was like, hey, let's try IVF and let's see if, if this can work. If not, we'll look into other options for you. And I'm totally open to all options. Mm-hmm. And so that next step was IVF. We didn't try the other things because anytime that we tried, thankfully, to get pregnant, we were. So it wasn't like I needed different fertility help. It was, we had to create an embryo with IVF because there's other options that you can do to get pregnant, but we had to get testing. And so we did that and then we have some healthy embryos. So mm-hmm. it it worked in that sense mm-hmm. and we're really grateful. And then We'll see in the future what everything looks like. But yeah, we have some embryos on ice. 
We'll be back in just a moment. But first, we want to share a little bit about the sponsors who support this episode. If you are in need of creating or updating your home apothecary, look no further. I am absolutely obsessed with Anima Mundi. So Anima Mundi is a female and BIPOC owned and operated company uh, founded by Adriana Ayales, who has done camp with us. She's done membership workshops. Um, she is a Costa Rican herbalist. And I am just so like mesmerized by her memory magic and her passion. Um, I am so excited for you to hop in the Anima Mundi shop and take a look around. These are incredible formulations made with in the US with certified organic herbs, wild and sustainably harvested plants in a vegan and gluten-free kitchen. There are zero fillers, binders, or flow agents, pure botanical powers. These are potent, so get ready. And they also have teas and much, much more. They have over 200 different herbs from around the world using fair trade practices, beyond organic farming, education they have on their website, as well as in Courses and they really support small farmers. So I wanted to recommend a few of their products that I love. Uh, I love their energizing and mood boosting herbal coffee. It's caffeine free and adaptogenic. In it is the new formula, the happiness formula, uh, which also is in a tonic that they have, but it is just so, so good. Uh, This happiness formula contains key herbal allies that they like to call happy herbs as they do just that. They make us happy and elevated. Um, And it is energized with some of the top herbs researched to increase a sense of peace and happiness such as ashwagandha, rhodiola, macuna, albizia, and St. John's wort. And these happy herbs are also combined with coffee-esque bases for their grounding and exquisite flavors such as roasted dandelion, roasted chicory, maca, lacuma, burdock, mesquite, and real organic vanilla, y'all. It is so, so good. It supports your liver and your gut. I am so excited for you to try. Go to animamundiherbals.com. You are going to lose yourself in the shop in the best way. A-N-I-M-A-M-U-N-D-I herbals.com and use the code almost 30 for 15% off your purchase. Update that apothecary now at animamundiherbals.com. Use the code almost 30 for 15% off. Who doesn't love winning awesome prizes? Uh, I have some really incredible ones by Omaze. You can win a Tesla. You can do karaoke with Charlize Theron. I swear to you. Go to space with Virgin Galactic. I mean, not for me, but maybe for someone else. Uh, You have to check out Omaze. This is the new way to give back to charity and have fun doing it. Here's how Omaze works. You enter the chance to win something amazing. And at the same time, you can donate to support great causes. It's super fun and easy for nonprofits to raise money and for you to win prizes at the same time. So uh, I'm loving this kind of give back component. How about you? I think this is just incredible. Go to omaze.com slash almost 30, O-M-A-Z-E.com slash almost 30. Once you've selected your prize, choose a donation amount from $10 to $150. The more you donate, the more entries you'll get. Through your donations, Omaze has raised more than $150 million to support over 350 nonprofits around the world. Omaze was named in Fast Company's 2020 Most Innovative Companies and featured on shows like Today Show and Good Morning America. So 
This is really, really awesome. Enter today for your chance to win the Miami Dreamhouse or other life-changing prizes and experiences at omaze.com slash almost 30, O-M-A-Z-E.com slash almost 30, plus receive 20 extra entries when you enter the code almost 30, 20, almost 30, 20 at checkout. So that's O-M-A-Z-E.com slash almost 30, and then enter the code almost 30, 20 to get 20 extra entries when you enter. Yeah, that kind of grief and like trauma in the body almost. Like, you know, what was like your healing? Like, did you work with anyone? Did you do therapy? Like, what was that experience like where you're feeling like there's just this grief stored in your body? Yeah, I don't know if I did a great job actually in doing that. My healing was helping other women. And so that's that actually led me through 2020, I was pregnant for, you know, half the year and I was going live th- for workouts. And it wasn't like it was a distraction, but it was really good for me to have something to look forward to. And it gave me something to get out of bed for mm. having something like a time and a schedule where I'm like, I'm going live and that these women need me mm. type of like, I didn't feel needed. I didn't feel like anything was working. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was really nice. It was like a nice outlet for me. And so anytime that I went live for yoga and anyone that had joined me, they had no idea how much I actually needed them. Mm. So that was really neat. And then I was going live a lot on Sports Illustrated. Mm. And my girlfriend, Emily DiDonato, had invited me to go live. Oh, we met and, her on the pod. She's amazing. She's oh, so sweet. Dude, she's like, fucking cool. How I like loved how her. can you find such a beautiful specimen that's so sweet? Dude, I, mean, I love her. With you, so I know, truly. Friends. Yeah, literally. You guys would be friends. <laughs> Typical. So she was like, hey, do you want to do a live workout during quarantine with me? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, let's do it on Sports Illustrated. I'm like, what? <laughs> I like fell off my stool. And so I've always wanted to be part of Sports Illustrated. I think I've like sent them. Well, not I think. This is, I have <laughs> yeah. sent them photos. I've been like, hey. But that was like in my 20s. And then thinking that they would actually give me that opportunity now at, you know, 37 and 38 to represent women in their magazine is really cool. And so MJ is just such a rock star. And she just really... She's the editor, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She... She wants all women to be seen in that magazine and represented and feel just like they can see themselves there. And to be part of that was really, really great. And I'm so happy that it, I don't even know if it would have ever happened in my 20s, but I'm happy that it didn't because mm-hmm. this this time was really great. And then they asked me to walk the runway for swim week. I'm like, walk a runway? Like, <laughs> I walk like a fitness instructor, like... <laughs> wide feet lunging. (laughs) Should I burpee at the end of the runway? And I was going to say no, but I ended up saying yes, because I, you know, I was going through all my IVF shots and cycles. I had just had a surgery. I looked about four months pregnant at the time that they asked me, even though it was like six weeks or four weeks out from when they asked me. And so I was like, you know what? In the past, I would have said no, because I would have felt like I had to be a hundred percent ready. And it went back to that. But now I realize you don't always have to be 100% prepared. And sometimes you're learning when you're putting one foot in front of the other. So literally, I had no idea what I was doing. When I tell you that I was backstage with like a bunch of supermodels around me that are like a foot taller than me. And I'm like, <laughs> right before I walked out, I'm like looking around. I'm like, oh my God, there's like hundreds of cameras, flashing lights. You can't even see anything except for the runway. 
And I just, I was like, I'm just going to go have fun. And I didn't know what I would do, but I put one foot in front of the other. And it's literally anything in your life. If you feel like you you don't know how you're going to do it, just put one foot in front of the other and you'll figure it out. You killed it. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Unreal. Yes. What was that feeling like? What was that feeling to have so many? I mean, you always have eyes on you I, because of what you do, but just in that way. Yeah. I could only really hear my husband. <laughs> what was <laughs> he saying? He was just shouting. He was like, Katrina. Oh. And so that was fun. Oh. And then... Do you wear heels in swimsuits or... Barefoot. No, I mean, it really wouldn't have worked out if it was heels. <laughs> I'd have been in the pool because the, the runway went over the pool. So it was barefoot. It was barefoot, Okay, which is good. I'm more of a barefoot gal. And it was just fun. I think I would have put way too much pressure on myself years ago. Yeah. That as like a 38-year-old mother, like, just like, fuck it. Like, mm-hmm. just go. Just do it. Do it as as you are. And that, and that goes for... Any woman that is going to a pool party in the summer and like take off the cover up and jump in the mm-hmm. pool, like have fun, enjoy your life. So whether it's a runway or walking into the water at the beach, just that we're, we're not here for very long. Mm-hmm. So you got to live your life and you're beautiful. Your body is literally a miracle. It's amazing. And you're stunning as you are and just rock it. And if you... And if you want to work towards goals, I'll work with you on all of those things. But today you are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your body conversation? Did you ever have to be like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling insecure. I'm feeling nervous because to be in a bathing suit for some women is one thing. And then to be in front of a lot of people, and then you're going through the process of your fertility journey. Like, yeah. did you ever have a moment where you're like, oh man, I'm I'm not feeling like confident about this? I think because I'm in such a different mindset that... I, it almost would have been better if it was closer to my surgery that I really, where people could have seen some of those bruises. I really just want to represent whoever she is at home. Mm -hmm. And so for this, I didn't feel any of that. I have in the past. Mm -hmm. We've, we've shot, you know, covers of magazines and I've have felt completely unworthy and been like, why are they giving us this opportunity or not us? (laughs) The other one, I understand, supermodel Karina, but you know, I've been... I've been in that spot where I'm like, for fitness, I'm not the most ripped person. Mm-hmm. I don't have like like the eight pack abs mm-hmm. or I don't look like a fitness competitor, I would say. And so, and I've heard that in the past where people have said on YouTube or something, oh, this person like teaching this leg workout doesn't have striations in her quads. Like, like <laughs> I know this sounds so crazy, wow. but like the fitness industry is so cutthroat mm-hmm. that it's not like I look like a bodybuilder or anything. Mm-hmm. I would say I look like anybody else that likes working out. Mm -hmm. And I love having champagne, wine, cookies, cupcakes, and all the other things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, So yeah, I've had that doubt in the past, but it's probably like those little comments that you hear Mm -hmm. or you see. And I used to let it bother me. Mm -hmm. But now like... Yeah. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to be 40 soon. Like if I've, I can't let that stuff mm-hmm. get to me. So, but then I say that and then I still let someone get to me about the podcast. So it's funny because it's, you're new to something. So yeah. you're kind of like that affects you when you're doing something new because you're looking for that data. But once you, yeah, if someone says something, you're like, whatever, don't care. Because you've been doing it for a while. Yeah, yeah, you've already built that confidence. You've built that. So that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So I think just on that point, you know, I think for when people are doing something that's new, do you tell people when you're doing something like along the journey or are you someone that does like announces it when it's fully baked? So I actually talk a lot about this 
with women who reach out and they're like, I'm thinking about doing this. And I say, do you have anyone in your life that can support you? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the biggest critics are the people that are closest to you. hundred percent. And that's hard. Fortunately, my parents are like, yay, you can do anything. <laughs> and that's really great. But I know that that's not necessarily the case for a lot of people. And so I think it depends on the person. And if you know that if you were to share a goal that you have and you have people around you that will like cheer for you, then that's great. If you want to keep it sacred to yourself, then keep it sacred to yourself. You you know more than mm-hmm. I can share if you have the right people in your life. And a lot of times it's not that it's like the right or wrong people in your life. Some people in your life, they, if they don't think that they can personally achieve that, they're going to project that on you. They're going to be like, you know, if they can't see it. Mm-hmm. I've dealt with that so much where I'll, I'll come up with an idea and literally it's so hard <clears throat> to, to understand it. And that's okay too. Mm-hmm. I think the, the crazier your idea is and the more that people don't understand it, I think then you're really onto something. Mm-hmm. And so, and then it's really different. Mm-hmm. And I would say even just, you know, starting tone it up or, you know, buying a domain name and saying like, this is, this is going to be a thing. Even back then was like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like get a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's, that's the other cool thing that if you do share and anyone says anything, it just means that you're onto something. Yes. Totally. With everything that you and Brian have been through, whether it's business, personal, the fertility journey, mm-hmm. um, having your daughter, how has your relationship evolved and how, especially during like the fertility journey, have you retained that connection? Mm-hmm. Because it's such a personal experience too. Yeah. You're in it together, but this mm-hmm. is your body. Yeah. So how has that been? Like, what's that experience been like? Because so many women are experiencing this and I can imagine it feels really lonely at times. The good thing is, is that we're in it together. So we rise together we fall together. The bad thing is that we never escape it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so even last night we went out to dinner on a date night and we talked about work, but it is our life. And so mm-hmm. I said, okay, let's let's shift gears and mm-hmm. <laughs> talk about something else. But it's a blessing also. So I have to check myself where it is. We're really lucky at the end of the day that we can sit down and talk about our dreams and aspirations and that's together. Mm-hmm. And he's totally like, with Live Beautifully, livebeautifully.com and the podcast, like he's my biggest cheerleader. So very, very lucky if I share something with him that I want to do, like he's all for it. Like I, I'm obsessed with candles. I love you. Of course. As you get older though, you're like candles candles are fucking amazing. Candles are amazing. They make everything better. Yes. And I love arts and crafts. And I was like, I kind of want to like make a candle, like make candles for girlfriends and do that. And I get home like the other day and he he ordered everything that you can make like candles yourself. So and cute. so I thought that was really nice. So <sighs> one, communication. Two, really healthy boundaries. Three, great sex. Mm-hmm. Four, checking in with what they need. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we just think about ourselves and what we need. And it's so important. And it's so underrated of saying like, hey, how can I support you and your goals and your dreams and what you want to do? Because Brian's just constantly supporting me and live beautifully and tone it up. And it's, it's, he always makes it about me, but really like, what does he want? And so, yeah, and more sex. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. How do you keep it spicy? I don't know. You guys have been together Wine. 18 years. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Oh, and a candle, like literally. Candles. Candles fix everything. He's like, candles make her, turn her on. He's like, let's make candles. <laughs> what, because you have a child. Like this yeah. is not yeah. just like easy peasy. Like oh, do, you, do you make time every week? Is there like... Person? I say, yes. <laughs> yeah, literally. I'm like, I don't know. But is there a certain type of... When I say foreplay, I don't mean mm-hmm. what we think foreplay is. I mean yeah. like emotional foreplay yes. that is needed. Yeah. Because like you're working so much. He's working so yeah, much. You have yes. a kid. Like how do you kind of get in that zone where you're like, okay, you and me, mm-hmm. you yeah. and me. My question is for anyone that's listening that's in a relationship, with their partner at home, are you roommates? Mm-hmm. Have you hugged them when they're making coffee? You know, run up behind them and give them a hug just because are you coexisting in the house? Or are you really, you know, what can you do that mixes up the routine, go out of your way to be sweet. Like yesterday he came home from this place called The Point and he got me my favorite shampoo and conditioner. <laughs> and he's like, and I got you the serum. The guy at the store said it was really great. Oh, and sweet. I just I just think that things here and there are really important. And we don't realize that those little things, even if it's a little something every day adds up to you know, 52 weeks of, yes. oh, that was really sweet. And I think I read recently that you need like eight hugs a day. Mm-hmm. And so when's the last time you just like mm. gave affection and men just, again, I don't mean to hate on men, but they need more affection than we do. Yeah, yes. that's true. <laughs> They're more emotionally yes. driven and insecure and not, I mean, Brian's not insecure, but I would just say like, like he, a hug for him goes mm-hmm. a long way. Mm-hmm. A little present. Like if you give him something, mm-hmm. he just can't believe it. Aww. He's like floored. And so the little things, and even if you need a reminder, we're all going a million miles a minute. And we all just, especially when you become parents. So how can you just slow down for a second and be like, wait, what does my partner need? And it's really, really easy to get into that we're roommates type mm-hmm. of relationship. Yeah. It t- and and we've been there when when we've gone through the the worst possible things and entrepreneurial journeys like we've worked and I I don't even think I made our bed for a couple of years there like I it's so crazy thinking about what our house looked like for years because like the only priority was our tone up community. It wasn't ourselves and then now I'm like pillows. We need 10 pillows. <laughs> we need candles. Yes. We, our space is important. Our mm-hmm. relationship is important. Mm-hmm. And then this is like totally funny, but thank God I met him when I was 19 because I wouldn't have been able to date me in my 20s because I was mm-hmm. so, I was sleeping with the laptop. Like it was probably in between us some nights because I'd pass out like working on it. So thank goodness for LL Briscoe mm-hmm. <laughs> because he's- Ladies love him. Ladies yeah. love him. <laughs> He stuck it out with me because I don't think I was like dateable. I was so committed and it was my only priority. And so, yeah, we've been at those times where he he was a roommate. And I don't know how he felt about that, mm-hmm. but he dove right in with me and he helped and he did anything and he still does anything, everything possible. Like I can cry to make sure the Tone Up community just feels taken care of. Mm-hmm. And, and in turn, I feel taken care of because anything that is done for them, I feel like, okay, I can sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they have what they need. And so there were years where we were probably roommates, but now it's just a different perspective. 
And so I just, you know, slap them in the butt every now and yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. What is asking your partner what they need? Like, because I feel like as women, we are very focused on what we need. But so, we're so giving, but yet we are focused on our needs a lot. And I don't feel like men have the opportunity to really come forward with it all the time and be like, this is what I need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what I'm looking for. Or they maybe haven't had that prompt. And so it's nice to just bring them in on things and sort yeah. of like focus on them. Because I feel like women are usually bringing it to men, yeah. but men are bringing it to women. And then when you add kids in the mix, it's all about what they need. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually think that at the end of the day, sometimes the dudes don't actually actually share what they need. Yes. We don't ask them. Yeah. And they might not even know mm-hmm. until they start to think about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly. You know? Yeah. Because sometimes I don't know what I need. Yeah. Yeah. Do you need to be on a on like a league with guys on like a <laughs> Do Sunday? Do you need to be on a leash? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have sex with you on a leash? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. More guy time. Yeah. I feel like the time. touching too, it's like with the affection. Like I have mm-hmm. women that I'm affectionate with all day, but men don't have other people, or at least in my experience, my husband doesn't have other people he's affectionate with in the same way that we are. So it's like our supply can be dispersed because we're getting it all the time. But I don't mm-hmm. feel like men have that opportunity as much to have multiple people that they can get that affection yeah. and that intimacy from. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. You know, and they like flowers too and mm-hmm. little things. <laughs> it's just, and it's hilarious. I would say if you're like, oh, I need to spice it up in the relationship, mm-hmm. start with those little signals first. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like the, mm-hmm. like you're saying, like the foreplay before anything yeah. else. Like write him a little note. Yes. If he's working really hard and and you notice that, like send him a little sticky note and whatever he uses as like his mm-hmm. calendar or something. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Yeah. Just, just, just being thoughtful. thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that. This has been so fun. I'm so grateful. I Same. Know, I feel like we can talk forever. I know. We will. We will. <laughs> um, I'd love to just share, what, what are you excited about right now? <sighs> okay. Well, I mean, top of the priority, mm-hmm. we're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> it's very early. But Almost I think, lost my mind when you told us today. <laughs> I, I was like... I came in and they were screaming, but I also said, I'm like so sick. And so I was like, if I have to like run to the bathroom and just boot real quick, then it's not you, it's pregnancy. So it's early, but hopefully by this time we can share and this can be part of it. I'm really excited to continue to watch our daughter grow. I think that that's just the biggest thing that I look forward to every single day. I look forward to expanding the podcast and just really hearing from more women. That's the other thing is I never had a mentor and I was so in my own tunnel. It was like, I didn't even have time for myself, let alone to the task for help or anything. And so now this is such a good opportunity for me to listen mm-hmm. and hear from other people. And I've already learned so much from so many women. And I think that I really just look forward to hearing from people mm-hmm. and their experiences and going, oh, like I wasn't alone in that or, whoa, I can't even imagine. But, you know, thank you for sharing that with mm-hmm. me. So yeah, the podcast is like a lot of what I also want in my life. And so mm-hmm. I hope that women need it too. And then, yeah, and just, I love working on livebeautifully.com. I love Mm -hmm. just sharing and I love inspiration. I love just, I want all women to just feel really, really good. And I want whoever's listening to this right now, if there's something that you want to do, I want you to do it. Mm. And if you're, if you're doubting yourself, just know that the three of us are sitting here saying, Mm -hmm. you can do it. Mm, We love you. (laughs) And you deserve it. And you're worthy. And no, it's just so simple. I just, I want, I just want happiness for everyone. And I really look forward to it and it excites me. And then 
I just love working out with Tone It Up. So. I know. <laughs> Tone It Up for life. Yeah. Life. Tone It Up for life. Your whole... We love you. Yeah. Every every iteration, every um, creative birthing that you have, that Karina has, we're always just so inspired. Mm-hmm. Thank you. have really That's been so like super inspired by everything that you guys have done and just Same the relationship you. that you have with each other yeah. Yeah. is something that... You know, Chris and I often just look to him. We're like, "Oh yeah, you know, like that is that w- that's what matters." You know, we realized mm-hmm. in the last two years that like, oh, if our relationship isn't good, this business is not good. Mm-hmm. So it's like just a really important, and that's what life is about. Truly, yeah. you know, yeah. the business is great, but it's like this is what life is truly about. So thanks for being yeah. an example. And yeah, you guys are the most genuine people. It's crazy. Oh, thank you. Thanks. I hope we don't say it's crazy in a few years. I hope it's like normal. <laughs> what? Because a lot of people we meet are genuine, but there is like a true like soul signature genuineness totally. that you guys have that is like, when you're talking to someone, you're only talking to them. You're only listening yeah. to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you really value people. Like you really mm-hmm. are there with people. And it's 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 crazy. It's Thank crazy. You. But I'm mm-hmm. so grateful mm-hmm. that you came. So we have the other episode that we did years ago that you guys years can listen to ago. that goes into like the Tone It Up story more like <gasps> you and Karina's relationship and then livebeautifully.com, the podcast we're going to be on. So we're excited Yay. to share. I'm excited to do it. Mm-hmm. And can't wait for baby number two. Yeah. It's going to be so good. Thank you so much for having yeah. me. This is so You're good. Welcome. All right, guys. You. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Katrina. Again, that's Katrina Scott of Tone It Up. You can follow Tone It Up on Instagram. It's Tone It Up. You can find her on Instagram at Katrina Scott. And she has a podcast, Live Beautifully, which we are also on. So you can listen to us on Live Beautifully if you're a fan of our show. And again, welcome TIU community. We're so grateful. Uh, You can listen to the other episode we did with both Karina and Katrina if you're into it. And thank you to our sponsors for this episode. Krista and I just love bringing you brands and experiences that we love and use ourselves. We've vetted them for you. Thank you to Athletic Greens, Truebill, Moon Juice, Omaze, and Pendulum. You can find all discount information in our show notes as well as on almost30.com slash partners. We will see you all on the next episode. Until then, take care.